0: The following podcast is a dear media production. Hi, fam. Happy whatever day you're listening to this episode. Okay, this is one that I have been wanting to record for a while. And quite honestly, this pregnancy, like, or really just in life, well, no, here's what it is. I had this whole list of, like, okay, I want to do these episodes and solo episodes and whatever. And I like having more of a structure in terms of a solo episode rather than just like a here's what's happening in my life because I feel like that allows me to talk for the like typical timeline of a 30 to a 45-minute episode and for my own sanity. It feels like it's providing something rather than here's what I'm doing, if that makes sense. And so here we are. So I had all these ideas. And then with pregnancy, I just got really unmotivated and – Didn't feel creative or driven or any of those things that I typically feel. So none of them happened. But if you listen to my So I Think I'm Lonely episode two weeks ago now, which thank you so much for all of the positive feedback. It means the world to me. Ever since I released that, I have felt such a positive shift in my mental health. And one of you DM'd me being like, the therapist in me is wondering if this is like, You let those emotions free and like spoke them out loud, and now you're kind of moving on. And I do think that's part of it. And I said it in the episode like, me expressing these emotions feels very cathartic and helpful and partially self serving. But I don't know if that's it. I don't know what it is. I don't care what happened, but I'm riding the fucking wave because I finally feel a bit more like myself these past two weeks. And just generally happier. And there's been really exciting work stuff happening. So I'm just going with it. Cause why the hell not? And this is one of the life lessons that I'm gonna talk about of like, it's all temporary. So ride the highs when you have them. So we're doing just that. So I'm 32. I'm 32 weeks today. Is that the Kylie Jenner TikTok sound? I think it's 32 weeks. I don't know. But I'm 30. Oh my God. I turned 32 weeks the day after my 32nd birthday. Oh my God, I hope that the TikTok sound is I'm 32 weeks today because then I'm going to do that. And we're just going to act like I get to the 32 week marker on my 32nd birthday on Sunday. Anyway, I'm 32 and. Well, I should show you how the sausage is made. I'm recording this before my 32nd birthday, hence why I just said I should do that. But you're listening to it three days after my 32nd birthday. So that's just how this has to happen. I can't like record and release the next day. Some people can. Some shows do that and bless them. But anyway, I am going into my birthday weekend as I record this. And I've been... Honestly, always a birthday person. This year just does not feel at all like typical because there's just so much going on. And really, ever since having a kid, I've felt less interested in my own birthday and like a hundred times more interested in his because I love celebrating. But I do always find that it's a good time to reflect. And that is something I really enjoy doing. And I will say I am so proud of like where I'm at in life and someone asked me how i was feeling the other day on a q and a and i just feel so like eternally blessed and grateful for the life that we live and the family that i have and just everything right now and yeah there are definitely things that aren't always going my way but i i really just feel really grateful so i want to take this time to reflect on some things and I know that a lot of my episodes gear towards parenting and motherhood and all of that. And I realize that a lot of my listeners and this community are moms. However, there are a large portion of you that are not mothers who, for some reason, find my parenting content interesting per your DMs and like, thank you so much. But also, I want to give you guys some insight from not only myself – but the FFM on lessons that I learned, I guess we'll say in my 20s, but really like I think I learned them when I turned 30 to 32, like now. So lessons for my 20-year-old self is I guess what we will title this episode. So I actually have notes. I know, shocker, but I didn't want to forget anything. So I sat down and wrote out some things that I wanted to talk about. And then I also. Like I think a month ago, asked you guys about your top lessons learned in your 20s. And I went through all of those and picked a few that I love, that I resonate with and like agree with. So let's go. Consider this your next therapy session. Come on in, take a seat. right. I want to apologize in advance because there's nothing more annoying than listening to a podcast and hearing the podcast host like yawn or be tired. But I have to say when I record solo episodes and it's the same thing with therapy, I yawn a hundred times. Like the amount of times I have to cut and stop and just like take a yawn break because I asked my therapist about this. I yawn so many times during our sessions. And I'm like, I promise I do not yawn this much in life. Like, I rarely ever yawn. So what is going on? And she's like, I think it's your body just actually, like, releasing the emotions and exhaustion and, like, settling and getting out of fight or flight. And somehow, I guess as part of my job, like, I feel that way when I'm doing these solo episodes. They are therapy for me. And my body just relaxes and it feels so cathartic. And I guess I just you know, let it all flow. And so the yawning is out of fucking control. But also last night, I just did not sleep. It was one of those pregnancy nights where I woke up at three in the morning because like squash was coughing in his monitor and it woke me up and could not go back to bed for like 45 minutes. So here we are. Before we dive in to lessons, I want to say that it has taken me years to get to this place. But I do feel right now in my life, I am probably okay. Well, that's hard to say. Before getting pregnant and during this two week period of feeling great during this pregnancy, I am the most confident I've ever been in my sense of self and like my self worth and my purpose and like what i'm here to do and i'm going to talk about different lessons that i think have really helped me get there and i'm not saying this is the answer for everyone i'm so behind the like childless by choice movement that we're seeing all over social media right now in terms of people choosing not to have children because they don't want them you do you absolutely but i will say for me personally given that i knew i always wanted kids having a child completely shifted my mentality around like my purpose in life and also gave me a newfound confidence that I didn't know was possible, both in my body because I'm like, how fucking cool is it that I made a human? I literally grew a human in my body. That is so cool. But also everything is now put in perspective and I just care so much less about what other people think. Because I have a newfound confidence in myself where I'm like, I am the most important person to this human, obviously alongside my husband. But like, because of that, everything else seems so minuscule. I'm like, oh, the petty drama or the gossip or something that someone said about me. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Why do I care? Like, if I didn't do anything wrong, why do I care? Because I know that the person whose opinion matters the most, our child, knows that I love him and I am there for him and I will do anything for him. And everything after that doesn't really matter to me. So I will say that that has been one of the greatest shifts for me mentally of just everything is now in perspective. And whether it's having a child or not, I think we all have these life moments. It could be Kind of the opposite of someone getting sick in your life where everything is now put in perspective. And it's like, oh, that does not matter nearly as much as I thought it did now, because now this is the main focus and the only thing that matters. And it shows you how short life can be and how important certain moments are and how non important other things are. So I do think reflecting on those really big moments is so important to assess like the new perspective on things and how you're going to go about your life moving forward. I also want to say, even though i'm thirty two I feel like I am fourteen. I don't know why I think I'm fourteen. I am not, and I've recently in the past like few weeks, had these moments where I'm like I'm just like not cool anymore. I'm old, and I feel this way in our industry sometimes because so many influencers are young, and it's like these young twenty year olds like I realized I'm closer to Alex Earle's stepmom in age than Alex Earle like there is such a large age gap there. And if you don't know who Alex Earl is, that's another thing. I'm jealous of people my age who are like, who, what? I'm like, why do I know? Alex, look, she's killing it. She's doing great. I actually love her. But look, I don't need to know about all this information of like 21-year-olds on TikTok. Just I like that doesn't need to be something that I am knowledgeable on as a 32-year-old, in my opinion, yet I am. And I will say I had a moment recently where I felt so fucking old where I went out to dinner with Joe and our best friends and we were on a double date, whatever. We go out to dinner, we're having fun. I come home to our babysitter and I'm like, oh, do you need a ride? Because she doesn't have her license yet. And It's like our local babysitter, not Megan, our sitter. And She's like, yeah, if you don't mind. I'm like, no, of course not. So we get in the car. And she's like, oh, like, I'm so excited to get my license. Like, I get it this week. I'm the last of my friends. I'm like, oh, my God, totally understand. Like, August 27th, baby, I was the last of our friends. Like, you know, I didn't have my license until a year after dating Joe. And then I realized, like, oh, my God, I was dating Joe at your age? Like, what? That I was a baby, and I didn't even realize. And then also, I'm like, oh, my God, here I am thinking – Like I'm cool, and then like these younger people probably think I'm just so old. Like I'm I'm a mom of basically two, driving home a babysitter in my suburban life. And then the other day, I was at our country club at the pool, and there were these like fourteen, fifteen. Nah, they were probably thirteen or fourteen year olds in the bathroom, like taking selfies, being like, "I'm gonna post this one, whatever." And I walked out, and like. For a second. I was like, oh, they probably think I'm cool. And then I was like, no, they don't think I'm cool. Like I'm 32 pregnant in like a one piece and a button down. Like they're not even looking at me. That's the reality. Not only did they not think I'm cool, they they don't even notice me. Like I'm just not in their world. And I think I forget sometimes how far removed I am from that young age. So just recently I have had those two moments where I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? When did, when did time go by so fast? As we talk about a lot in this episode, I am 32 now, and I spent a lot of time this weekend reflecting on the past few years and my general growth in the past decade. If my young 20-year-old self could see me now, I think she would be utterly shocked and really proud. There are so many things I'm proud of and vital changes that I have made, but one of the things that has helped me step into this new version of myself the most is prioritizing my health, and I mean both mental and physical. And quite honestly, that starts the second I wake up. One of those key factors is my morning AG1. I am not exaggerating when I say I do not miss a morning. If I'm traveling, I have my AG1 with me. And you know what, Ashley, especially if I'm traveling. Like, for instance, this weekend, we're at the beach celebrating my birthday, which is my favorite weekend of the year typically, and Joe and I pack The travel AG1 packs that we need for every morning we are there because it is our favorite way to start our morning. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted increased energy and immune system support, and now it is such a staple in my routine. I take AG1 first thing in the morning after my meditation and before my coffee, and it makes me feel ready to take on my day. One of my favorite parts about AG1, though, is that as a busy parent trying to do 10,000 things at once, I never have to worry about whether I'm running low. AG1 is delivered to our front door monthly, so I never have to think about it. One less thing to worry about is a massive win in my book. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com FFF. That's drinkag1.com FFF to check it out. The other day, when I was getting my makeup done for my maternity shoot and being like the diva version of myself that shows up a few times a year and just thrives, I was speaking with my makeup artist about our move to the suburbs and what I am loving thus far. And we started talking about my pregnancy and upcoming labor and delivery. And we got into my decision to switch OB so that I can deliver in New Jersey versus traveling into the city. And I was telling her how much I loved my previous OB and how difficult it was to leave her, but how grateful I am that my new one takes my insurance because I've said it on here before, but I have a history and a toxic trait of finding doctors and falling in love with them and then realizing that they don't take my insurance and being unable to change because I've just formed this relationship already and I'm like, I can't go. But – The next thing I told her about, of course, was my favorite weapon when it comes to doctors and booking appointments, and that is ZocDoc. Truly, I could have recorded an entire podcast ad from the makeup chair because I couldn't stop talking about how much I love ZocDoc. I promised myself that when I was looking for new doctors in our town, I would guarantee that they took our insurance before I even made an appointment, and ZocDoc made that so easy. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you are searching for. So if you are on the search for a doctor to help with whatever health struggle you are facing, it is time to head over to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc com slash Cameron and download the ZocDoc app for free, then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Cameron. ZocDoc.com slash Cameron. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So It was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. Okay, now let's get into lessons. Sorry, here we go. These are in no particular order. Honestly, I just kind of brain dumped them all out there and I'm just going to say them and then we're going to dive into each one. Okay. Everything is temporary. And I said this before, everything is temporary. And typically I lean on that mantra when like times are tough. So if I'm going through a depressive phase or stage or moment like, okay, this is temporary. Or honestly, when I'm sick, like when I'm sick, it fucks with my brain. I'm like, everything is temporary. All these stages that feel so permanent, things feel so permanent when they are hard. It's like, this will never change. I will never get out of this slump. This will always be my life. That is not the case. It is all temporary. And I also try to remind myself of that during the really highs because I'm like, enjoy this. Like, truly, truly take this in and enjoy it. And becoming a parent has really reminded me of this because every moment goes by so fast with these kids. And every stage, I'm like, I love this stage so much. And then it changes. And yes, sure, I continue to love the stages, but it's this weird, like, nostalgia for the present. And so I'm really trying to remind myself always when. The highs are high, like ride the freaking wave. Enjoy it, relish in it, take it all in, celebrate it because it is temporary. And when the lows are low, remind yourself this is temporary. This will not be forever. The other one is honestly, this is kind of in terms of social media, but ever since I heard this, I can't stop thinking about it. And I wish I had thought about this or come to this realization when I was younger. Live your life rather than watching other people live theirs. Like if you wake up first thing in the morning and are scrolling on social media and seeing what everyone else is doing with their life, no, 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 no. Go live your life. Live your fucking life instead of being obsessed and watching other people live theirs. And this was less of a thing in my early 20s because we weren't nearly as obsessed with social media. It wasn't as controlling and there weren't as many apps and you didn't know everything that everyone was doing. But you have to live your own life. And that also goes into the fact of like, do not compare a page in your book to a chapter in someone else's. Everyone has a different timeline. And I cannot stress this enough. Everyone is going to do things at different times. And how boring would it be if we all did it at the same time? That would be so goddamn boring. It's the same thing as like, how boring would it be if we all looked the same? So boring. So you have to just accept your timeline is going to be different than other people's. And you may love that for certain aspects of your timeline, and you may hate that for other aspects of your timeline. But no matter what, it's going to be different than someone else's. And I don't necessarily believe in like everything happens for a reason. But I do believe in like there is a reason for certain things. Shitty things happen. I'm not going to say there's a reason for that whatsoever. But I do think that later in your life, maybe, you will be able to reflect back, or hopefully, you will be able to reflect back on that time and be like, that's that's what helped me get to X, Y, Z place. And in terms of timeline, like, there were so many times that I almost did something or I wish I had something or I was comparing myself to someone else's. And then in the future, I'm like, well, no, that's that's why my path was this way because it got me here and that's why this happened and that's why I did this a little later or I did this earlier because it all led me to this place. And just having confidence in the fact that your timeline is not supposed to be the same as someone else's will hopefully remind you to stop comparing because we're not all meant to meet our person at the same age. We're not all meant to get our dream job at the same age. We're not all meant to get married or have kids at the same age. We're meant to do things at different times. And it can feel weird, it can suck, it can be confusing, but that's the reality of life And it would be so fucking boring if we all did something at the exact same time. Truly. Also, I wish I realized how young I was when I was in my 20s, especially early 20s. Like, I remember thinking I had to have everything figured out. I had to have the dream job locked in. I had to... Like, just know what I wanted to do exactly with my life. I had to have everything concrete. And I wish I had realized, like, I'm so young. Yes, certain things are important, of course. And stability and your career and things, yes, you should focus on them. However, they are not everything. And there's still so much time to figure things out. Like, you're so, so, so young And I know I keep saying, like, having a kid puts everything in perspective. But now that my life is so intensely focused on someone else, I wish I could go back just to tell my young self, like, you'll never be this young and have this least amount of responsibility ever again. So, like, fucking enjoy it and do the things you want to do life is just really goddamn short. And I'm not saying to be irresponsible and like completely throw caution to the wind to be like, I'll figure it out tomorrow because I don't really believe in that. Like, oh, this is a future me problem. However, you can still consciously take a ton of risks and enjoy your youth and freedom and try and live your life to the fullest at that age. In terms of career, I also want to say, like, this is hard because I'm not saying say yes to everything because I am also big on, like, setting your boundaries and saying no to things. But if you're trying something new, if you're taking a leap of faith, especially career-wise, so when I left the corporate world to take a chance on, like, myself and start this business and be a content creator, even though that's not what I was focused on in the beginning, whatever – I really recommend that you say yes to everything once, and then you decide what suits you and what you like and what you don't like, and then you can say no. But it's really hard to know what you like and what you don't like until you try things. And you may say yes to something and try it and be like, oh, apps a fucking lootly not. I hate this. And then you realize that that's going to be a no moving forward. But you also could say no to something that you don't even – explore. And it could be something that really lights you up that you don't even realize. And that's like a complete missed opportunity of a new path that you didn't even know you maybe want to take. So when I left to do this full-time, I told myself, if an opportunity arises, and I have not tried said opportunity, I'm not saying like the same opportunity just with different people. I just mean an actual opportunity. I will say yes every time for the first time. And then if I realize it's something I don't like, I will not do it again. So really weigh that when you're met with a decision. Simultaneously, say no to things that you don't want to do. After you've tried it and you've decided you don't want to do it, you can say no. Like I saw this tweet the other day and it's actually something I'm very proud of that I do myself of like a example of an email and it was like this, I just got this response from a woman and I've never loved an email response more where she was like, thanks so much for thinking of me. My plate is as full as I like it to be. So I'm going to decline, have a great week. Like I say no to things all the time and I have no shame over just being like, no, I'm actually not interested or I don't have time for that. And I'm not going to make time for that. Like I don't have to stretch myself thin to make time for everything that everyone else wants of me. And saying no to things. And with that, rejection is redirection. So in terms of rejection, I have said no to a lot of opportunities and maybe things could have come on them. I don't know, but like I can't stretch myself that thin. So I'm comfortable saying no to that. But also I have been rejected so many times. I used to be so afraid of rejection, and then I started this job, and within this career, I get rejected multiple times a week, potentially every day, because I'm not afraid to shoot my shot. I'm like, why not try? What the fuck do I care? The worst they're going to say is no. Okay, so then I'm in the same exact position I'm in now. If I ask or pitch someone to be on my podcast, that's like a huge get, right? The worst thing they're going to say is no. And then I'm right where I already am. So there is absolutely no downside. And it's the same thing with brands I work with. It's the same thing with putting myself out there for anything. I'm like, why not? I'll throw my hat into any, what is it, ring? Because if they say no, they say no. And then I'm right where I already am. And you know I always say this, but like, it's a no for now. It can continue and potentially always be a no, and that's fine but it could also turn into a yes. You never know what the future holds. So really, I would, I guess, say, A, like don't be afraid of rejection, but B, when there is rejection, it allows time and opportunity for something else. And that something else could be exactly what you're meant to be doing or what you're more interested in doing, but you didn't even know was possible or available. And that is what we call redirection. And then also in terms of career, and this goes to like comparing a page in your book to a chapter in someone else's, because I know I talked about stages of life in terms, and I mentioned career, but I know I said like, oh, people are getting engaged or have significant others or kids. Like if you're also comparing career-wise and you feel like Someone is killing it or, oh, they're getting everything and look, I've been there. Something I still struggle with on my down days, which is why I really mentally struggle consuming content when I'm pregnant, is because I still beat myself up and compare. And that's like my biggest thing that I'm working on is reminding myself that I cannot have everything. And also there is abundance. Like I do not want to have a scarcity mindset because I think it only hurts, you know, just because someone else has something does not mean I can't also have it. It's not like there's one of everything and if they had it, then I have no opportunity for it. That's not how the world works. But no one knows what the fuck they're doing. And I wish I knew that earlier on because when I was young, I felt like everyone had it figured out. And then I started to realize as I've gotten older and maybe it's because I'm now in the age that I was looking at being like, oh, they have it all figured out. No one knows what the fuck they're doing. No one. And in a corporate America world, I just have to say, like, people are just bullshitting their way through life. And I don't mean that negatively. Like, I really just feel like no one knows what they're doing. And once I kind of came to terms with that and it became a funny thing to me, I'm like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. It's okay that I don't. Like, they don't fucking know. And I unfortunately think that it's such a mindset of stereotypically females to have this imposter syndrome that I know I dealt with of, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, someone's going to find out and then I'm going to be fired. Like, they're all one day going to realize like, oh, she actually doesn't know what she's doing. And like, the gig is up. And I don't know if you can relate to this or not. A lot of people I've spoken to can, and I feel that way way less now in my career because my career is kind of just like me being me. So like, there's no kind of faking in here. Like I, I'm just being myself. Yes, I do find sometimes I'm like the gig's going to be up because people are going to be like, I'm not really interested anymore, which fair. But I felt that way in the corporate world a lot, where even though I was doing such a good job at my job, I knew what I was doing. And I was performing really well. And all of those things, I still had these feelings of like, one day they're going to notice I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, and they're going to fire me. And in reality, I didn't know any less than anyone else. I just unfortunately think that young females, and maybe even more senior females, I don't know, and maybe males feel this way too. I do just think females unfortunately feel it more, is this imposter syndrome, And I wish I understood that, like, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. And we're all trying to figure it out. With that, this is something I always tell people in any industry. You do not know what you do not know. So it is okay to not know something. And you should be allowed and encouraged to ask questions, admit when you don't know something, and learn. I remember when I was starting my internship at JP, I called one of my closest guy friends who I guess had graduated college. Yeah, he had graduated college at that point, And he was working in sales and trading at like a competing firm. And I called him and I was like, hey, before I start, like, do you have any advice that you wish you knew or now being on the other side of it, you feel like interns do in a good way or a bad way, just anything I should know. And he was like, never Acts like you know something that you don't know because as an intern, they will call you on your bullshit. And I know now this is, now that I'm listening to this, I'm kind of conflicting it with like no one knows what the fuck they're doing. But I think there are two things, right? You have to actually know certain things like around your job. You have to be able to admit like, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. Or if someone asks you a direct question, you can say, no, I'm not sure, but I will find out. Or, you know, can you help me figure it out? versus when I say no one knows what the fuck they're doing, I mean, like, no one knows exactly what they're doing in life. Like, we're all just kind of figuring it out as we go. So his advice to me as an intern, and I say this to anyone, especially in the financial industry, but anywhere, is if someone asks you something and you do not know the answer, you should feel confident and comfortable to say, I don't know that answer But, and this is the very key point, but I am going to either try to find out or can you teach me? Or I will find out and get back to you. And with that, once they've asked you and you've said no once, you better go fucking learn it or ask someone to teach you and then remember it because no one likes to teach the same lesson twice. And I know that sounds cutthroat, but especially in the industry I was in. Nobody wants to waste time teaching the same lesson twice. So admit that you don't know something, say that you will figure it out and get back to them, and then when you figure it out, remember it because you're not going to want to be caught, again, not knowing that information. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but it is basically the end of the summer this week, which means that fall is truly just around the corner. And for all the parents out there, it is back to school time. This will be the first year that Squash is in any form of schooling, and I am so excited for him to have the opportunity to socialize and learn outside of the house and for me personally to have some more solo time to focus on work and prepare for this baby's arrival because before we know it, the time is going to be here. All that being said, there's clearly a lot going on over here, so something I'm relying on are my go-to dinner recipes to keep cooking a breeze and just generally less of a headache. Specifically this fall, I will be leaning back into one of my favorites, which is kind of like a stir fry of sorts with basically just a rice base and then whatever protein we decide to defrost that day, and then all of the veggies that we have on hand sauteed in my caraway skillet. This is one of my favorite easy weeknight dinners when I don't want to think about creating something new and i just want to simply like throw things together somehow it always turns out delicious and not only is it easy from a creative standpoint but caraway's non-stick kitchenware makes cooking a breeze and cleanup easier than ever plus their high quality ceramic coated kitchenware is free of PTfe lead and other toxic materials and they come in the most beautiful colorway options with cookware bakeware storage and tea kettles to choose from there is something for everyone visit carawayhome.com canvas Cameron to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase, this deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com/cameron or use code Cameron at checkout. Caraway non-toxic cookware, made modern. I've talked about this at nauseum lately, but one of the things I struggle with the most during pregnancy is feeling confident and comfortable in my clothes. It is so confusing to suddenly not be able to fit into 90% of your wardrobe and to be left with such a limited amount of options versus your entire closet that you are used to. Since I do not love having an overflowing closet and excess just like in general overwhelms me, I've been very specific about buying items during this pregnancy and when I can, I try to purchase non-maternity items so that I can also wear them after this pregnancy. This is why I was so excited to find out and try Quince. Quince creates timeless classics that never go out of style. Items that you will have in your closet forever, which always makes putting together an outfit way easier. Plus, If you're someone who is looking to build a capsule wardrobe, they have all of your must-haves, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, suede and leather jackets, and silk blouses and dresses. However, the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us, which is a huge freaking win. Given that I am dressing an ever-growing bump right now and my early fall wardrobe is going to be consisting of a ton of cardigans so that I can just like throw them over a maternity tank or t-shirt and just like let the bump grow and do its thing. I recently got their 100% organic cotton oversized cardigan in black and I am so freaking in love with it. Not only is it so comfortable, but the price cannot be beat for the quality, coming in at only $49. Take the drama out of planning an outfit and upgrade your closet with Quince today. Go to Quince com slash Cameron for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q U I N C E dot com slash Cameron and get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash Cameron. Okay, now a little bit like outside of working stuff. The other biggest thing that I feel I've come to terms with but also learned over the years is about just like kindness. And I say this all because I feel I was not the nicest version of myself for majority of my life. And yes, I mean to other people, but honestly, like to myself as well. And I know I talked about this, I think, like in depth in the Melissa Wood Tepperberg episode. But once you are kinder to yourself, you will also just notice how much kinder you are to others. I feel. I was very exposed to like a critical mindset, and that's where my brain just naturally went to, both on myself and others. And once I started to be kinder to myself, I realized how much kinder I was to other people and how much healthier and happier my life became. And just more joyful and like generally just more positive. And so if there's one thing that I can really like lay down the hammer on for your 20s is to learn how to be kinder to yourself. And I mean that in every aspect of the way. And with that, in terms of like your relationship with your body, which is something that I worked on for a very long time, I remember having a moment that everything kind of shifted for me where in my 20s, I was so comparative to like my former body. So I remember being probably 26 and just beating myself up with my body, beating myself up and obsessing over things and being like, look at how I used to look. And I would see a photo of me from high school. And immediately I would just start comparing and thinking about and noticing and critiquing all of the things that had changed. And then I don't know when or why I had this moment, but I had this realization where I remember being, I don't know, let's call it 26, okay? I remember being 26 and having this moment of comparing myself to a 16-year-old version of myself and realizing how many things had changed. And I know I'm not alone in this because I've talked to other people about it. I've seen people post about it of this like comparing to a former self, right? And I'm sitting there realizing, okay, 10 years have gone by in this exact example. Imagine I was 16 and comparing myself to a six-year-old version of me. 10 years, right? Same gap. Imagine being 16 and looking at a photo of yourself when you're six and being like, oh, look how much has changed, My body changed. No fucking shit your body changed. 10 years went by. Of course your body changed. Your body is going to change. Everything is going to change. It's 10 years. If you did not grow and evolve in 10 years, that is concerning. Physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. Shit is going to change. And it was this aha moment for me where I was like, why the fuck am I wasting time comparing my physical self to a past version of myself. Because I'm 32 now, you better goddamn believe I have grown and evolved and changed physically, mentally, emotionally, all of the things since I was 22. If I hadn't, that would be concerning. And it just put everything in perspective for me where I was like, oh, I actually don't care anymore. I don't care about what I used to look like. I don't care that things have shifted. I don't care that things have grown. I don't care that I look a different way because time goes on and I'm going to evolve. And on that note, if you are someone who is critiquing yourself in any aspect of the way, but especially physically, I cannot say enough about how impactful positive affirmation and self-talk is. As someone who was deeply critical of themselves, this was something that completely shifted my mentality and my relationship with my body. Every time I would critique a part of my body or really anything, I would stand in front of a mirror and affirm that exact part of my body. Say it was my belly that I was critiquing in my head. If I saw it in a photo or I caught a reflection of myself that I didn't like or I looked down and I wasn't happy with what I saw for some godforsaken reason that diet culture taught me I should look a certain way. I would stand in front of a mirror and be like, Thank you, Belly, for holding all the food that I eat and somehow turning it into poop and like digesting it. Thank you, Belly, for one day in the future, hopefully carrying a child. Thank you, Belly, for like functioning and carrying so many of my organs. And if it's your legs, thank you, legs, for allowing me to have fun and dance all night with my girlfriends. Thank you, legs, for getting me out of bed every morning. Like We do not spend enough time affirming and praising and showing gratitude to our body for functioning. That is a huge fucking deal that your body functions. So instead of critiquing it and trying to fit it into some mold that we've been sold by society we should all fit thank your body for allowing you to function. You are alive. You are breathing. You are getting out of bed every morning. That is a massive fucking win. So celebrate it. The other thing that has really shifted for me in the past few years is around like gossip and just like general shit talking. I just don't have time for it anymore. And that has come with age. And I saw this quote that was like, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. Like truly, it is such a fucking waste of time. I don't care what other people are doing. I don't have time to talk shit about other people. I don't have time to gossip about other people. Like I do not care. And I feel that way even about like celebrity culture. I don't care. And I feel like being in this industry shifted my mindset about this because I used to put so much energy into that. Like, I wanted the drum, I wanted the tea, I wanted to gossip, that kind of stuff. And, A, not only is it just like such negative energy, such negative energy that you're putting out in the universe and wasting your time on, but then when I caught myself in an instance of like being on the receiving end, seeing people talk shit about me or hearing people talk shit about me, et cetera, I'm like, you don't fucking know what's happening. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And then it was almost like I saw behind the curtain where I'm like, none of us know what we're talking about when we're talking shit about other people. Like, we don't have all the facts. We don't have all the details. We don't know what someone's going through. Why are we wasting our time on this? And that has been such a positive shift for me because I truly do not care. I don't care what other people are doing. I don't have time. And if someone is doing something that I disagree with or whatever or something – is like, oh, I want to gossip about this with my friend. What I also realize is it is my own projection. 99% of the time, it's me being triggered or jealous in some way. And I'm like, if I talk shit about this person, it'll make me feel better. You know what? It actually doesn't. And I've learned that. But I catch myself in that moment. And I'm like, no, I just am triggered because I'm jealous they have X, Y, Z. Or I want that and they have it. So like, it says more about me than it does about them. And vice versa, when someone is talking shit about me and I hear it or I see it or whatever because it fucking happens, that is so much more about them than it is about me. And what I have learned is that people's opinions about me are none of my goddamn business. I don't care. I don't care. So when someone accidentally sends me a message that is meant to go to a friend, like talking shit about me, or... I mean, I haven't looked at in a year because it was the darkest time of my life when I did, like these public forums ripping on influencers because people have nothing better to do with their time. Like Those people's opinions are none of my goddamn business. I do not care about people's opinions about me. There are people who I care what they think of me, and those people are my children, my husband, some of my closest friends, my family members, but strangers... Or people that I barely know, absolutely not. And on that note, do not take criticism from someone who you would not ask advice from. That is so important. Do not take criticism from someone who you would not ask advice from. If you do not trust their opinion enough to ask them for advice, do not take criticism from them. They can think whatever the fuck they want, doesn't matter. Should not matter. Okay. I just want to do a few lessons from the FF fam that you guys submitted. Number one was submitted by so many people is go with your gut. And I fully, fully agree with this. I always have a gut feeling where I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if this feels right. And there have been multiple times in this industry where I've decided not to do something because it didn't feel right. And I'm so grateful. I like see how it all unfolds and I'm like, thank fucking God I didn't do that. And then there have been times where my gut has told me no and I've still done something and I reflect back on it and I'm like, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I had said no to this opportunity or I wish I had turned this down or this isn't everything it's cracked out to be and like not it. And that is why I really believe in going with your gut. Don't put other people's opinions of you over your own intuition, kind of what we were just talking about again, like you know yourself best, follow your own intuition. And your happiness is so much more important than other people's opinions of you. A fucking men. We talked about this in length, but timelines are dumb. Someone submitted that and I just like the simplicity of it. Like timelines are just fucking dumb. Who wrote this script? You know, who said you need to have your career figured out by X age? Who said you need to have a partner at this age? Who said you need to do anything that we're told by society? Like They're just dumb. Start learning to love yourself and time alone at a young age because the longest and most important relationship you will ever have is the one with yourself. I absolutely love that one. I love it. I love it. I love it. The most important and the longest relationship you will ever have is with yourself. So at a young age, work on that relationship. Work on loving yourself. Work on loving spending time with yourself. Work on loving being alone because you will always have yourself. And then the last one is life is not a competition. I spent so long competing with myself and other people. So, so long. So much of my 20s were spent competing with myself and others life is not a competition, okay? You don't have to do something because someone else is doing it and you don't have to do anything better than anyone else or better than yourself yesterday. As long as you're continuing to show up and you're evolving and you're striving to be the best version of yourself, it's not a fucking competition. I just wish I could tell my past, like younger self, to chill the motherfucking F out. Like just chill out. It is not that serious it really is not that serious. So I hope this was helpful. I know I just spit a lot at you all. We'll see how this was with notes. Like if that helped me, I honestly don't really know because we kind of went all over the place, but I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, I keep meaning to do this. Okay. To help the show, the best thing you can possibly do is share this show with someone you think would enjoy it. So whether that's on Your Instagram stories, you can share the link or you can directly just like go from Spotify to if you listen on Spotify, you can hit share and it'll be like an Instagram story button. That's how I personally like to do it. Or you can link the episode. If you're not going to like publicly share on social, don't worry. I understand. Text it to a friend. Be like, hey, I really liked this. I think you will, too. That is the number one way to help this show. And the other way, and I'm sharing this because people ask and because, you know, it would just really help me. The other thing is to rate and or review. If you have not done that, please do so. It really does help. And to subscribe if you're not already subscribed. It should like notify you when you subscribe on apps that like there are new episodes. We release every Wednesday, but still. So I keep meaning to share that information. And there it is. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the support. You guys are the fucking best. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at, at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.